0: So the counselor brought her in, said, you know, the MUN teacher really wants you to keep with it. You know, stick with it. If you want to drop it this semester, you can drop it semester. And she ended up staying with it, did MUN her first year, ended up liking it, ended up going with us to China. That was one of the things she thanked me for, you know, when she was graduating, she said, thank you so much for making me stay in MUN. I've enjoyed it so much. I got so much out of it. She is a reporter now, and she ended up going to the United Nations to cover a meeting on oceans at some point during the summer and sent me a picture of her in the United Nations reporting on what's going on in the United Nations as a way of saying, gee, I'm I'm glad I got this experience of Model United Nations. Look what I'm doing now and look at how successful I've been.
1: Welcome to the Model United Nations podcast by Best Delegate. I'm your host, Ryan Villanueva, and on this podcast, I show you how Model United Nations brings out the best in students around the world. I ask students to share how they got started in Model UN, why they do Model UN, and how Model UN inspires them to prepare for college and their future careers. In this episode, I continue my interview with John Remmel, who's a social studies teacher and the MUN director at Santa Margarita Catholic High School in Orange County, California. In this part of our interview, we touch on two subjects. Uh, The first is their MUN conference that they host uh, on campus in Santa Margarita. It's called Socomun South Orange County Model United Nations. It's a one day MUN conference that attracts upwards of 1400 students a year, many of whom are doing Model UN for their first time. And fun fact, this was my very first MUN conference over 20 years ago when I was growing up in Orange County. California. And so I asked John to share more about that conference and the impact that it makes on his students. And the second subject that we really dive into is his own students, the impact that he's made on his students through Model UN, and why John himself keeps doing Model United Nations, and how much of an impact it's had on him. So this is a really fun part of our interview. And I hope you enjoy. Okay. And again, for our audience, this is a one-day high school conference hosted on your campus. Yeah.
0: And it, it is unique in that it's at the beginning of the school year. It's also a teaching conference. Right. So at most MUN conferences, you kind of go to the conference and they expect you to know what you're doing. They may walk you through a little bit, but they don't take you kind of step by step all the way through things. Our conference is designed for people that have never done Walden United Nations. So we start off with lessons, we explain things as we go along, when we break off into informal consultations or caucuses, we say, okay, this is what this is, this is how you do that. And we kind of assist people, getting them to start the process of learning what it is. So the second conference they go
1: to, they can kind of jump into it and know know everything that's going on. And this same may seem like an odd question, but I, I have a reason why I'm asking it. How much does it cost to attend your conference? $25
0: $25 a delegate
1: does that include lunch
0: that includes lunch and this this year it's going to be we're going to tk burgers like everybody else in orange county <laughs> that's what i'm saying it's the orange county effect one one per person went to tk burgers now everybody goes tk burgers in so, in fairness they are very reasonably priced they are very efficient and they're very mm-hmm. good so i think tk burgers
1: owes me some money after that spot but Shout out to TK Burgers. This podcast brought to you by <laughs> yeah. TK Burgers. Um, but I just wanna I just want to reflect on that for a moment, right? Because again, you're a high school, like you're a high school, you're hosting a one-day conference that's completely run by the students, right? You have your secretariat, your student leaders, your chairs who run yeah. it. You have invited 100, you said hundred kids, <laughs> hundred kids, like of your students organizing mm-hmm. the conference. There is basically a student leadership team that is managing all 100 students, right? right. And you're, there, there, there you're on top of There are four students that.
0: that started running, started putting things together this summer, actually.
1: Okay. So they've been, like, been planning for this.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let, right. Let, right. Let, we try and get things done during the summer that we know we have to do anyway. We're going to yeah. have to make placards. So we made right. them during the summer. <laughs> we know we're going to have to make name tags. So we made them during the summer. We, we the things that we know we're going to have to do, we try and get that done during the summer. And then there's the stuff that comes up between August and our conference that we don't plan for. And then we're like, okay, we'll do all that stuff then.
1: I mean, at this point, you must have the conference running like clockwork. Like you just have your timeline and your processes by which you know things need to get done. The there, school, there's, there's even, yeah, there's it. even
0: people at school that will start saying, "Hey, you didn't send me a list of things I need to do to prepare for your conference. What do you need from audiovisual for their conference?" And so the even the 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 facility staff knows how to hang up the banners that we have and the flags that we have for the gym are already on fishing lines so they don't have to hang them up individually so
1: what i appreciate about it like i can deeply appreciate like again being a student who literally went to this conference and i was your target audience like I was someone who was new to Model UN, and I was thankful to go again to a good high school with a strong Model UN program where we actually did trainings over the summer. But the first conference experience was your conference. I remember your opening speech that you give to the kids, which is like, yeah, like do you want to swim in the shallow end of the pool or like get thrown into the deep end of the pool, right? And your conference is about helping us learn Model UN exactly. and l- not let it be so intimidating but, you know, let it still be fun. And like, and I asked the question about cost because, you know, in my head, like a key thing for Malio is accessibility, right? Like years ago, decades ago, it used to be that only, you know, students from certain backgrounds could really afford to participate because Malio and conferences were hosted at at hotels. They still continue to be, right? But they're multi-day trips, you know, they can be costly. But today we have high schools and you know student leaders who are running weekend-long conferences at like $25 to $45 a weekend. It makes right. it way more accessible to And One, one of the community. things we did
0: with our conference is we used to have a delegation fee. So that would be for every school that applied, they'd have to pay like $100. And for a school like your school or my school that has a lot of kids, you factor that over, if you're bringing a 100 kids, that's like a dollar a kid, that's not much money. But the school that's bringing four kids, that can be and that, that may be yeah. from, from a, a, a place that does not have a lot of money, and that's why they only can bring four kids. So that, that ended up being a lot of money for those schools. so I end up just doing away with that fee, saying, well, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's more of a guarantee that you're going to show up to me, but if it's keeping people from attending, I don't want to have that as part of our, our thing.
1: So that's, that's great. You're making more accessible and i think your conference in many ways like serves as a model to other high schools that are hosting or want to host just their one day or two day weekend conference and in orange county we're fortunate to have like you know a weekend conference like every month it's almost like every 3 weeks at this point actually it's almost like too much actually but yeah. it's kind of cool i mean it's great it creates more than enough opportunity the, for the greatest
0: everybody. compliment i get is when I see somebody else doing something that we started at our conference. So one of the biggest problems at an MUN conference is the closing ceremonies, hearing the awards that are being announced because the schools applaud and yell and hoop and holler when their people get called on. I don't want to signal any school out, in particular Cerritos High School, but (laughs) did I say Cerritos High School? I'm sorry. I didn't mean yeah. to say Cerritos High School.
1: We're, we're gonna put that in the show notes. It's, it's okay, okay. It's in the show notes. Anyway, but
0: it's anyway, you can't hear the next one because people are hooting and hawing. And we want people to celebrate. We we want people to be excited about winning awards, but we also want everybody to hear what's going on. So we started projecting the list of the award winners on a PowerPoint on the screen behind us. So even if you couldn't hear the award winner, you'd see the yeah. projection on the screen. And so then other schools started doing that, and that made me so happy. Because that contributed something to the community that made it easier for everybody to enjoy the ceremony and celebrate and yell all they wanted to and get through everything as as quickly as possible. You
1: you serve an influential role because your conference is like in September, right? So it's like the first conference before everybody else starts going to conferences, you know, before all the other conferences, right? It's just kind of accepted as like the beginning of the MUN season, which is really cool. So you do have the...
0: We start, our conference is usually the UN goes to, back, goes to work at the end of September, and our mm-hmm. conference is the first Saturday after the UN actually goes back to, back to work in New York. That's cool. And I tell the students I'm all like- the time that, that you may not know what effect you're having on the students that are in your room, but you're having an effect on them, either positive or negative. And we want them to have a positive experience because we want them to continue doing Model UN. We want them to enjoy this experience. And you need to have that enthusiasm and energy that's going to make it a good experience for them. Otherwise, they're going to go back to their high school and they're going to quit the club, drop the class, whatever. And we don't want that. We want
1: them to go back and say, hey, I want to do another conference. So, so again, take me back to the beginning when you were like, I you know, got this job and I was told that if I want this job that I need to figure out this MUN thing.
0: I was part of my contract for the first five years, six years. That every year when I signed the contract, it said must do MUN at the very bottom of it (laughs) because they were worried I was going to say, I don't want to do this anymore. After a while, they figured out this guy loves that. We don't need to put, we should put can do MUN (laughs) instead of must do MUN.
1: Well, so what was, when was that moment when you, I don't know, if like fell in love with the activity, like you had not done any, you know, you didn't know anything about it. You got started, you knew you're contractually obligated to now do it. At what point were you like, oh, this is actually great? I,
0: I don't know what point that was, but it wasn't my first year. <laughs> it definitely <laughs> wasn't my first year. It wasn't for a while. I think it may have been once I finally, because when I started off, I wasn't in charge of the program. I was just the, the freshman teacher. And I was like the, the guy, they gave everything that nobody else wanted to do. Of course, So nobody else wanted to run the conference. So I got to do that. Everybody wanted to go to the Netherlands and go to the Hague conference. So I didn't get to do that. So it wasn't, it wasn't <laughs> until they figured out that I, I think it was four years, five years, six years before I got put in charge of everything when they, so it's probably five or six years into it. Definitely. It took at least four years for me to get my footing, to understand what was going on mm-hmm. and to make it really my program. So yeah, maybe that fourth or fifth year is when it when it, it really started did. like
1: kind of clicking. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I'd, I'd done it enough that I kind of knew what I was doing. So, but it definitely is something that is made a big difference in my career, made a big difference in my life. And I'm, I'm so glad I've been able to do it. And I'm so glad I've been able to share it with so many people who've also enjoyed it and who also thrived because of it. So it's been, been a great, great part of my life and I'm glad to make it part of other people's lives.
1: Um, I was hoping you could share like, yeah, is there one story or like student, in particular, that comes to mind that's like, you know, I hate, I hate picking on one, but
0: I thought of one as I was preparing for this today that always comes up and comes to mind is that there is one student who wanted to drop MUN when she was a freshman. And I saw that she had dropped on my roster and I went to the counselor. And I said, you, you need to convince this girl to be in MUN. She is dynamite. I know she's going to be great at it. I don't know why she's dropping, but you need to convince her to get back in it. And so the counselor brought her in, said, you know, the MUN teacher really wants you to keep with it, you know, stick with it. If you want to drop it the semester, you can drop the semester. And she ended up staying with it, did MUN her first year, ended up liking it, ended up going with us to China. That was one of the things she thanked me for, you know, when she was graduating, she said, thank you so much for making me stay in MUN. I've enjoyed it so much. I got so much out of it. She is a reporter now, and she ended up going to the United Nations to cover a meeting on oceans at some point during the summer and sent me a picture of her in the United Nations reporting on what's going on in the United Nations as a way of saying, gee, I'm, I'm glad I got this experience of all the United Nations. Look what I'm doing now and look at how successful I've been. So that's, that's, that's great to see that that kind of, success. And I'm glad I was right. And I'm glad she enjoyed it. And I'm glad she didn't drop out of the semester. So.
1: That's awesome. What I, um, I really admire your dedication to your students. Right. This could have been another student that you could have just, just dropped.
0: Yeah. Well, it's, it's funny too, because sometimes when I ask students to stay in MUN after their freshman year, I don't think necessarily the students I asked to stay, how understand how rare it is for me to pick somebody to ask to stay because we have about 120 freshmen that are MUN fresh, freshman year. And we narrow that down to about 60 end up staying. And there's a certain amount of people that just they they don't need to do it. It's not for them. They've tried it their first year. It's not something they enjoy or they want to do they want on a different track or they're going to sports mm-hmm. or whatever whatever reason they're not doing MUN. So it's very rare that I want to tell somebody what they should do with their high school experience. They're paying Good money to go to santa margarita they can do whatever they want to do so it's it's usually the kids that really stand out that i think hey you're you're gonna be maybe a little disappointed if you end up not doing model united nations for what, four years
1: i know you said she was dynamite but yeah what what did you see in this one student that made you want to well say, it, like, i think
0: i think part of the reason that that made me want to keep her and the 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 counselor told me this afterwards she said you know john the reason she wanted to drop MUN was she scared she was going to disappoint you. And I said, my goodness, oh. like <laughs> this 14 year old girl is worrying about disappointing me. She's not going to disappoint me. She's, she's going to, she's going to be fine. And I'm not sure exactly what it was because it was so long ago now. <laughs> this, uh, this person must be in her thirties by now, I'd say, or at least late twenties, but it's uh, you know, she was very outgoing, outspoken so i am not exactly sure but there you get a sense in talking to people pretty quick yeah once you've done MUN for a while whether or not they'd be good fits for m1 there's there's something about the outgoing personality the the talkativeness of somebody the just I, I, the enthusiasm yeah uh, that they have for for just getting involved and in, and speaking about things and learning about stuff so it's i'm not exactly sure but they there's, there's definitely, it's, it's very rare that I will com- try and convince somebody to stay because I don't want somebody to be unhappy. If you're going to be, yeah. un- if you're going to be unhappy doing this, don't do it. It's, it's, it's a lot of time and energy on the weekends to do this. And if you'd rather be sleeping in and watching cartoons. That's cool. You can do that,
1: but let me ask you this, um, you know, at this point, like you've seen, you've worked with thousands of students over the course of your career, um, and for me, it's incredible. Like, again, you are sharing that this is, you know, you're in week three of your school. And I asked you if you could do this interview on like a Monday night. And you were just like, yep, let's let's do it. Yeah. But you have well, so I'm, much. I'm, I'm always eager to talk
0: about MUN. That's the one thing I know something about. So we'll, as well talk about it.
1: <laughs> it's, I mean, it's incredible. And I'm like a fellow MUN professional. And I'm, I love talking about Model UN. But like, you know, 26 years and like thousands of students, like, why do you continue to do it? Like what, what drives you? What drives this like passion for Model UN?
0: Well, I think one of the things that keeps me going is seeing the alums that I have taught and what they're doing and the great things they're doing in the world and their willingness to come back to our school and to share that and to share that with me. And even during COVID, I, I remember my government class, I had a virtual speaker on for every unit that we, we went through. For government that had been working like even the state department in uh in the media somebody that uh, works at a, a presidential library the nixon library they'd all come and guest speak to my class you know once a month and uh, everybody i asked to come and speak said yes i said absolutely and it's great for me because the kid, kids with me online during covid were not Seeing my my face online every day was not, not getting it across. Not not so having having a guest speaker come in was a little time off for me, and it gave the kids a little bit something to do different as well. So,
1: well, it every, sounds like
0: every single one said yes, absolutely, I'd love to do it. How can I help?
1: It sounds like you're really motivated by seeing the impact, like the long term impact of Model UN on your students. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. It's it's great and.
0: Uh, I always tell people it's kind of a chicken and egg thing. Are the kids so successful in Maldi Nations because of the program? Or do the good kids join the program and that's why they're so successful? So, right. the, uh, one, of our, one of the religion teachers says about our model United Nations, it's the self selected best out of the best of our school. And I thought that was a great compliment for our students. But what does that say about me as a teacher? Like, if they're already great coming in, I'm, I don't have to do it a lot. <laughs> And I, and I think that it, that in a sense is true as I got some of the best kids from our school volunteering to be part of this program. Mm-hmm. I don't have to do a whole lot to motivate them because they have a lot, a lot of motivation. themselves. it's just teaching them some of the tips and trip tricks and letting them talk things through with me and saying, mm-hmm. okay, you know, do you think that was a, a good strategy? And, no, I guess it probably wasn't a good strategy. And well, how about trying this next time? So
1: I'm curious, um, that is a funny observation, right? Like correlation or causation. Um, are you already getting the best students or does MUN make them the best students? I guess I'm just curious about this now. Like, you know, the one thing that would help and answer that question is um, like an anti-pattern, right? Or a, a counterexample. Like, is there a student that you can think of that, I don't know, you didn't think was actually the right fit for Model UN or didn't fit that profile And for whatever reason, they did it, they stuck with it. And I don't know, they actually like really got a lot out of the experience.
0: Um, I remember there was a student kind of recently that his freshman year, he was in the track team and he did not manage his time well. He had trouble getting to all the four conferences he needed to go to with us during the year. And he ended up dropping out after his freshman year, and it was one of the ones I kind of said, "Oh, bye bye, bye bye." <laughs> okay. And then his senior year, he wanted to come back and do MU, and I kind of thought it was like one of those things like he was he was a good at good athlete, and he was going to get an invite to whatever college because of athletics i thought yeah. it was just something to pad his resume for having some more honors classes to get maybe some more offers or something like that but he came back in and he was just a star you know he hadn't won i think he didn't win an award his entire freshman year but he did better than some of the kids that have been in there for four years i'm like Where, where'd you go and he's like you know turns out he grew up after four years it wasn't his the freshman year in high school is not your best year in high school and that senior year you, you, you grow up and Huh. You're thinking a lot clearer, your brain is developed a lot more. So
1: what what did you ever find out like what really made him come back to model you? I think I think he really had a passion
0: for it. He just was not mature enough freshman year to be able to balance sports and everything and academics and everything else. But by the yeah. senior year, he got got himself together and you got his priorities. I think and I think also some of his, of his friends were in this class. So okay. there's a way for him to be in the same class. But being the same class doesn't mean you need to go to the conference on Saturday and Sunday and compete to the level to which you win an award. Yeah. You, know, you, can, you can do the, the Saturday and Sunday conferences and not take them as seriously. So I, there's a cartoon that I, I love, and it says, I used to think correlation implied causation. Then I took a statistics class. Now I don't know. Sounds like the class helped. Well, maybe. <laughs> so. I don't know.
1: Maybe it's funny in the comic. Fitting. We may have to include that in the show notes now. Um... Thank you for listening to this episode of the Model United Nations podcast by Best Delegate. If you're enjoying the show, then I encourage you to subscribe and follow on whatever platform you're using to listen to podcasts. And stay tuned for our next episode where I continue my interview with John and we get into a juicy topic in Model UN, which is awards. And we explore the question, should there be awards in Model United Nations? And we talk about how intense the competition around awards can be, especially in Orange County, Model UN. So check out that next episode. And this podcast is brought to you by Best Delegate, we make it easy to learn Model United Nations. If you're interested in getting started on your own Model UN journey or bringing Model UN to your school, then check us out at learnmodelun.com. Thanks for listening and until next time.